When I cried to the Lord, he heard my voice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It often happens that the Magnificat Antiphon at first Vespers is the key that allows us to enter deeply into Sunday's Holy Mass. And such is the case today. Given that last evening we sang, Joas did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of his life, wherein Iodia, the priest, instructed him. Joas, the child king of Judah, is of course a type of that other child king, our Lord Jesus Christ. Like Jesus preserved from the massacre of the innocents, Joas is preserved from a violent death. Jesus, the child king at the age of 12, comes out from the temple after three days. Joas, the child king, comes out from the temple after six years. The rabbinical tradition holds that Joas was recognized as the legitimate king of Judah by the scars that he bore. Christ, the prince of life immortal, bears the glorious wounds of his passion, of the combat stupendous, of his cross. Joas is a humble man and gentle, worthy of his grandfather David and of all his meekness. We see in Joas something of the son of David who will say, take up my yoke upon you and learn from me because I am meek and humble of heart and you shall find rest to your souls. The reign of Joas is marked by the repairing and beautification of the temple and by the restoration of right worship. In all of this we see the mystery of the temple that is the body of Christ raised up after three days resplendent with beauty and drawing all men into itself there to adore the Father in spirit and in truth. One hears in the intro of today's Mass the poignant prayer of the child King Joas. One can almost imagine him intoning his grandfather's words as he emerges from his hidden life in the temple. When I cried to the Lord, says the little fellow, he heard my voice. From them that draw near to me and he humbled them, who is before all ages and remains forever. And then he adds, cast thy care upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. If he has done this for me, imagine what he will do for you. It's almost as if the little king is, is preaching, isn't it? 
and it is noteworthy that the child Yoas will be sustained by the teaching, that is, by the mediation of the priest Ioyada, who will faithfully instruct the little one in the mysteries of the covenant and in holiness of life. There's something touchingly Benedictine in Yoas' willingness to be taught. So long as he remains humble in the school of the Lord's service, under the tutelage of Yoyeda, he will do what is right before the Lord. The epistle reminds us that it is only under the overshadowing of the Holy Ghost and by his divine inspiration faithfully transmitted in the liturgical tradition of the church that one can worship rightly confessing Jesus as Lord. And the gradual gives us the prayer of the little Yoas hidden away in a secret chamber of the temple. It is also the prayer of every soul called to enter into the grace of hiddenness. Keep me as the apple of thy eye. Protect me under the shadow of thy wings. Let my judgment come forth from thy countenance. Let thy eyes behold the things that are equitable. And then, the Alleluia verse, soaring, soaring into the heights of the seventh mode. It sang ecstatically of the restoration of the temple and of right divine worship under King Yoas. A hymn, O God, becometh thee in Zion, and a vow shall be paid to thee in Jerusalem. If this is the restoration under Yoas, what is the restoration under Christ the King? And with the Holy Gospel, we find ourselves drawn again, where? Into the temple. It's all about the temple today, isn't it? The temple is absolutely central to today's Mass. And here the temple is the setting of a prayer that utterly conquers the heart of God. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And as so often happens, the offertory antiphon today will prolong the gospel. Today it gives us what I call an amplification of the prayer of the publican in the temple. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. It is, I think, in the offertory, the same humble publican who, full of confidence, goes on to pray, To thee, O Lord, have I lifted up my soul. I love Monsignor Knox's rendering of that phrase. All my heart goes out to thee, O God. It really anticipates the Sursum Corda, doesn't it? All my heart goes out to thee, O Lord. O my God, in thee I put my trust. Let me not be ashamed. And our Lord tells us that having made this prayer, this man went down to his house justified because 
he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And the communion antiphon. Sung while the faithful approach the true and indestructible temple that is the adorable body of Christ. The communion antiphon recalls King Yoas' old work of restoration, even as it summons us to the new work of restoration, the opus dei, to which nothing else must be preferred. And so at communion we shall sing, Thou wilt accept the sacrifice of justice, oblations, and whole burnt offerings upon thy altar, O Lord. There you have the operative words, upon thy altar, O Lord. In this communion antiphon, there is a note of utter confidence. Thou wilt accept, acceptabis, acceptabis. All that is brought to Christ, the child king, the priest, the victim, the altar, is acceptable to the Father. The little and the humble, the poor and the broken-hearted, are not turned away. All that is given to the child king finds place upon the altar of his heart. Super altari tuum. Acceptabis. Super altari And there is assumed into the worship in spirit and in truth that the Father so desires. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.